Aaron, you know what I had for breakfast today? I had some chicken. That's but, not vegan either. But listen, yes, it is because you take out the E and put an apostrophe there, and it's vegan. Chicken. Sh- vegan chicken. What? what? After two weeks, it is good to be back. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yee yee. Tollbear. Hello. Yee yee. <laughs> <laughs> and what Big is Mike. He, is he recording in Burgall? Yee 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 It's Robinson County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, welcome back. We have had two weeks off. Well, we've had one week off which adds up to two, two weeks, weeks total yes so i have not really seen you guys well i mean like i've talked to you guys a little bit we we have had some things uh it has been a wild two weeks in this country uh tolbert what have you been up to oh well not much just regular work and grind we did have our annual um staff party uh-huh for where i work and uh it was it was low key this year, you know, but I did cook a uh, whole hog for the occasion. You did. So while the nation was falling apart, I was drinking beers at four AM. Nice. And cooking a whole pig. Nice. Oh, it was a good time. And I will say that that, that barbecue has gotten me through a few days this week. It is very yeah. delicious. And uh, uh I, I relish the fact that I still have some more in the freezer. It's good stuff I've had. Bold pork nachos and tacos and sandwiches this week. Tober uh, dropped some off yesterday. I made some Cubans. Uh, so he gave some to you too. Yeah. Oh. I gotta okay. take some over to Davenport as well because we yeah, had a little bit saw, of leftover. I, I, I showed up at six a.m. and said hi. I hung out for forty-five minutes. He actually brought me uh, brought me a biscuit. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I was, the I, was, I'm not, I was gonna go to work, so I just like got up a little early when saw Tolbert. That's yeah. so sweet, so, uh, Mike. You would never do that for me. No, probably not. It was <laughs> it was pretty funny because we were cooking a pig on a Monday morning. Started about 3 a.m. So I was joking the whole time that the neighbors were waking up to go to work and Where was smelling. This, this was over at the rugby pitch. So okay. right there in the middle of Carolina Place neighborhood, pretty much. Nice. So people were waking up and you're like, who the hell is cooking barbecue at four in the morning on a Monday, the week after New Year's? That's what you have to do, though. I was. That's you have was to do that. You have <laughs> to slow cook that pig to make it, make it all the deliciousness yeah. and juiciness. That, and it turned out... Wonderful. Uh, very good. We we definitely had it. I made a little uh, baked potato and put it on top of the baked potato yeah. and did like a, a loaded baked potato one of the nights this week. Ooh. So good. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, and you did a Cuban, Mike. Uh, yeah, we went a little too aggressive um, on the Cuban. I made way too much. But uh, yeah, man, I went and got some boar's head, ham, and cheese. And I fired up my new griddle that I bought with my Christmas money. Um, now, is this like an electric griddle? No, it's a propane griddle top grill about the size of this uh your coffee table okay and yeah put a big old slab of cuban bread and oh man it's fucking can't wait to sell get another bowling alley uh, wrestling show (laughs) uh mike what else have you done over the past two weeks i've been strictly working and golfing man working and golfing that sounds very exciting yeah honestly i i think it's put me in a good place mentally uh i'm not angry and I haven't been angry for a while now. I know. I, we, we need to work on this. Because, you know, 
not only am I golfing, but for Christmas, I got a push cart. So I, I no longer ride the golf cart. I'm doing no during January. I've been walking, you know, five miles every time I go golfing. I'm in, I'm just good. My blood pressure's getting down there. I'm feeling good. Uh, can we go back to uh, December when everything <laughs> was a lot more exciting on this podcast? Yeah, it was clearly a lot more stressed in, uh, over the summer and into the fall. I know without having school has been kind of like a little weird for me. I don't know what to do with my free time. Yeah, yeah. And it's been – I've come to appreciate it a lot. Next week, you know, when we start back up, uh, it's the 17th, I believe, that we start back up. So it's not – Next it's not weekend. this week, it's the next week. Yeah, okay. Okay, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be angry again. So, so yeah, I might get go. a little more irritated as the uh, semester goes on. There we go. There we go. So this is a happy little podcast. Cookie, uh, with your glasses on, what are you doing? And uh, what, what's going on this week? Uh, this week, man, you know, I watched a lot of football this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm a big old Titans fan. So right now, I'm a little nervous. But anyway, um, yesterday... 10 hours worth of football. Uh, and we were, uh, me and Diaz were like, what are we going to do with that amount of time? We were like, why not just smoke a brisket? Disclaimer, <laughs> it wasn't vegan. But you didn't smoke it. You didn't smoke it, right. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so used to it. I'm from it. <laughs> we wait, how did you it? cook it? it we slow cooked it. In a, that is not, that, wait a minute. If anything, it's like braising it. Yeah, that's like how little old Jewish ladies cook brisket. Which is fine. It's Which delicious. is fine. It's just I bet not it was a smoked brisket. Just don't say it was smoked. Yeah. I probably, and I apologize. I'm so used to, I, you know, reading it on online. They say smoke the brisket. That's the best way to do it. Well, look, we're 27. We don't have a smoker. All right. <laughs> so what else are we going to do but use a, a, a slow cooker? <laughs> a crock pot. It did look good, Cookie. You, yeah, you did good, kid. What, what, what did you think on a scale of uh, vegan to carnivore? What, what was the, how did it taste? Oh, that was complete carnivore. Uh, it was a uh, complete Ted, Ted Bundy. Was that the one who ate people? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, was it Dahmer? Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my bad. Sorry. It was a complete Dahmer, Dahmer act right there. hundred percent. It was delicious though. Um, I can't wait to get a smoker. I, you know what? We even looked like, we even looked, uh, looked up filing cabinet smokers. People who have transitioned filing cabinets in the smoker. You can get a Weber grill for like $40 at Walmart. You can smoke right. on that. Cookie, you live in an apartment complex, right? Uh, well, of course. I'm not going to put this. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait a minute. How, how are you going to smoke don't stuff? Get a, don't get a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I'm just saying future. Future, you know what I mean? Three years from now, maybe. Okay. Cookie's going to be that guy like when the next stimulus check comes, like if it's the big one. He's going to buy like one of those. Like, like uh, one of those. What Traeger. Yeah. Out in the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking he would just put it in his forerunner. Take <laughs> it down to the park. Some barbecue on the corner. Is that is that weed smoke? No, no, sir. It's 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 pork. It's pork it's smoke. Of apple and wolves. <laughs> the, the cops like I'd like to have some of that, sir. Which <laughs> one? Go on back here. Uh so that we we've had a, oh, an interesting two weeks. Like I I have taken the time. I've walked a lot. I've I've been on my nature trails. I've been on my. Uh, Greenfield Lake walks. I've been trying to get some good steps in. I scheduled my tattoo. The tattoo is going to happen in 11 days, boys. Oh, man. Nice. Nice, 11 man. days, I am going to be not able to be buried in a traditional Jewish cemetery. I might I might schedule my haircut the same day, same morning you're getting your tattoo. You just hear, like, <laughs> screams. <laughs> ah! 
because the tattoo <laughs> shop is connected to a barber shop. So right. I think wait, I wait, 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 it's, it's Thursday at 10 a.m. Thursday right? at 10 a.m. Oh, I'm getting my hair cut Thursday night. Oh, uh, they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like telling horror stories about this little bitch that was <laughs> screaming the entire time during a tattoo session that morning. Aaron's going to have half a tattoo. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be like not even a half. It's going to be like <laughs> one line of the tattoo. I'm like, I'm done. He's just going to keep tracing the, the outline with Sharpie so it looks like he got one. Man, you can, you can take the money. I'm just getting the fuck out of here. Take, take the money. I'm even going to tip you. I'll tip you well. I'm, I'm gone. Sorry, guys. So we've got that going on. We've done some house improvements. I've improved the shelving unit that we've got here at the house. It looks beautiful. It honestly um, looks like a shrine to the clown. Uh, Jasmine says that we're going to change that painting out soon. And I said, I don't think so, Jasmine. She said, yeah, we are. And I'm like, no, I don't think so, Jasmine. <laughs> like, I, I mean, really like the painting. If you, if you move the painting and go with something a little more classy, then you also oh, just have to move the painting into the living room. But it is a painting. What did you really right, do? I gotta, I've got a hair appointment at 1030. Oh, God. Morning, <laughs> so I'm going to come in and I'm going to take a picture for the Instagram. Ah! <laughs> Where you're getting tatted. Uh, yeah, it's, it's my throne of evil. There's, everything is like evil in that room. All, all the paintings and, and stuff like that. It's like so, a, a dirge playing. That's right. It, it, it's the Undertaker theme song is just going to be playing at all times when you walk inside that room. Uh, so anyways, the past two weeks, uh, the nation has almost fallen apart. Mike, what are some of your, your, your views that have happened over the past two weeks? What, what did you see going on? Oh, I mean, I, I, I was at work, you know, because I have a job. And, uh, you know, I was hearing about it and then I started listening to like some of the live feeds on my drive home. Honestly, I just, I don't know. I've given up on people. Right. So you, you hear these polls and no matter what question you ask, it could be the worst thing in the world. Do you, you want the devil to come back and eat your child? 30% of America will say, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and so, you know, I think this is a come to Jesus moment and I hope we kind of figure it out. Um, but no matter what, if you let it something smolder for that long, it's going to erupt the way it did. I hate to say it, boys. I really want social media to be off the charts. <laughs> I, I want it to be just eliminated from the yeah, world. Can we just keep just, just only trolling wrestling stuff? Yeah. Like, I, in I a mean, nice way. Like social media has been such a like terrible invention to society. That's why I have you guys doing it most of the well, time. The, pro <laughs> the problem is social media gives a voice to the – like regular people and then like the fucking crazy people. But the problem yeah. is most regular people like us aren't actually tweeting and Instagramming and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Whereas like the fucking crazy people are doing it all the time, 12 times a day. Yes. Or more. Yeah, man. I, I, I remember I used to love that show. What was it? Love connection with Chuck Woolery. <laughs> I tried to go on his, uh, his Twitter the other day. It is terrifying. Like seeing people that, that have just like completely changed and like, saying all sorts of crazy well, showing their true selves and it's one of those things where you know they're revealing their true identity because they feel like they're anonymous but like you're not anonymous no so i don't know it's just uh it's wild it's i would like to say you know five people died right it is not the same thing as some of the looting and rioting you saw no. over the summer no because a target is not your fucking foundation of your democracy in your country. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, disrupting an act of Congress is a little bit different than, you know, burning a car. I was working from home that day. Tolbert, 
Tolbert came I over. I brought you barbecue that day. You brought me barbecue. We were there. watching it live because we were just watching, you know, had uh, it on in the background because we were cleaning the house and shit and, and kind of started watching it happen live. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Man? I was, I was tripping. <laughs> I kind of felt like something was going to happen. I, people all over Instagram and, or not Instagram, but, but Twitter were saying like the best is yet to come January 6th, best Careful. is yet to come. And I'm, and I'm sitting at home and, and I'm, I had to go to Shalote that morning. I was driving back. And um, so I was working from home the rest of the day and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this, the counting of the votes. And then stuff started popping off and I'm like, Ooh, it's going to be hard to work the rest of the day. So I was like work, walking back and forth, just pacing in the house, just trying to see what was going on, going back, trying to edit a, some, edit some video and, and came back, back and forth. And it, it was wild. I would say it was a tough day to be doing no drink January. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had drinks. I was supposed to do no drink January. I'm doing not as many drinks. Wait, so I told Tobert <laughs> I would do this with him and I'm only one that's like <laughs> sticking to his guns. Don't worry. I'm doing it with you, Mike. Yeah, but you, you just like that. Yeah, well, that's that, I'm still with you. I'm not drinking. You're like one of the young bucks. That's right. I don't party. I don't party. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it, it has been an interesting uh, two weeks. Uh, also, we, we had the, the day that we recorded our last podcast, the year roundup for um, 2020, that evening we found out of the passing of Brody Lee. Uh, Mike sent us a message in the group chat. I was kind of shocked by it, and I didn't really – like, it didn't set in for a little bit. And I think Jasmine and I were watching something, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't really yeah, it kind of definitely conceptualize it. Like, well, because the rumors were that he got hurt in the Cody match. Right. And that's why he'd been off TV. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, doing the math, estimating or guessing what it could have been, like, tore meniscus or tweaked his like, – did something with his neck. I'm like, all right, well, eight weeks – it's coming up. Should be back on TV because, like, I don't know. I've really grown to. I really grew to enjoy his character, particularly yeah. on BTE. Like, right. That's what made me. So BTE is like the AEW YouTube. It's like a, it started. It was started with the Young Bug. It's like skits and stuff, but it also like builds characters and storylines. And normally, I I would never watch it because it was just like, oh, it's just the Young Buck circle jerk kind of thing. But I started watching some of the Dark Order bits, and then like you know, I really started to like Brody. And I liked his ring work. And so I was like really laughing my ass off at some of the stuff on BTE. So really, that, I think it, it hit me pretty hard. Yeah. Like, because he was fighting for, I mean, I've been on wrestling Twitter for a couple of years now. And he was like fighting really hard to get released. And everybody was talking about how good he was and how he wasn't given a, a good shot in WWE and all this sort of stuff. And without trying to bury WWE, I was really excited when he signed with AEW and it reminded me a little bit of like Sean Taylor when he got murdered mm -hmm. because he was like on the cusp of greatness. Like you knew big things were going to happen and he, you know, got taken from us. So same thing with Brody. It's like, like dark orders going over. Like he had that incredible little bit of a run with the TNT championship. Like the characters there, the, like the group is building up and that's where like kind of floored me. It was just like, Holy crap, man. He had like so much left to do and it kind of it just sucks man i had been following his career since he got signed to wwe i had like heard some things and i watched a couple of his independent matches like with chikara and, and some of those other promotions right before he got signed but when he got signed i was like oh this guy's got something special he went to nxt i really enjoyed his character work with with the wyatt family 
I was able to see them live at WrestleMania a couple times, and it was really a cool time to be a wrestling fan. Um, it was it was kind of a, a kick in the pants. Uh, I had known that that my friend was really close to them, and they they had a lot of things in common, and they were pretty close in in the wrestling business. So I, I knew that they were going through a tough time with it, and I ended up going very tough time with it and when i watched that tribute show i almost lost it like yeah that was 10 uh, times <laughs> that pulled at some heartstrings for sure um yeah so that had happened and we we really hadn't gotten a chance to cover it and i i think that in i i, I don't know like it is a time that that we're growing older our lives are you know you're you're kind of seeing how fragile life can be. And it is tough, especially these, these past year and a half. Like it, it has been in your face every day. And it, it is, um, it's, it's a hard thing to do. But you know what? This is $2 steak. We are not a podcast about feelings as, uh, <laughs> as um, Big Mike's father told us. We, we are not a podcast where we talk about feelings. He wants to hear about big men Bumping yeah, me. I think he put it uh, man feelings. He doesn't yeah. want to hear about man feelings. No man feelings or veganism. <laughs> whoa, whoa there. Whoa there. All right. Veganism. It's more of a Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, that troll, that, that cut deep. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Damn. So uh, this week or, or this month, I've decided we are talking all about big men bumping meat. It is Hoss Month here on $2 Steak. A pro- a month? You wanted it. Oh. And you got it. And we got so, it. I watched a, a Mark Henry promo earlier. We kind of need to throw him in here. Oh, Mark Henry's going to be the, the silverback. The Hall of Pain. Whoa, not the silverback. The Hall of Pain, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Somebody going to get the ass kicked. <laughs> His theme song made by 3-6 Mafia. Mafia? All right, for uh, whatever Big Mike's segment is, Mike, you have got uh, one Mike Awesome against Kenta Kobashi. Yes. Uh, April 9th, 1999. Uh-huh. Somewhere in Japan. Uh, let's say Tokyo. Okay. Um, so, Mike Awesome, Kenta Kobashi, um, both just big dudes. No, like, not overly obnoxiously large, but you can tell they're athletes, right? I, I think Mike Awesome might be like 6'7". They're stacked. These, these guys are stacked. Um, I will preface this and say this match was really good. And it's not, it wasn't, it reminded me of like an 80s Haas match. Right? Like a bad 80s? No, match? no, like a good 80s Haas match. Like there were, throughout this entire thing, there were really no moves, right? It's, okay. I mean, there were moves, but there's no high spots or any, or spots. Okay. Right. Um, it's just guys just beating up each other. Um, at w- one point, Kobashi has Mike Awesome in the corner, and there's like trading chops. And I'm, this is why I love Japan, right? So we've talked before. I like Japanese matches because I knew he was going to talk about this. As yeah. soon as I watched it, I like Japanese matches because the you don't know the commentary, so it's more just like secondary. Right. It reminds me of like listening to a football game without the announcers, like just background noise. But uh, he gets him in the corner, and Mike Awesome's just like, hit me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, wrestlers just square, and, just, you know, it's just, like, feels real. Kenta hits him with a couple chops, and then he hits him with a double tap. 
And it was just like, it was uh, multiple times throughout this match, Kenta does like quick chops, karate chops, chest slaps. Oh, it was, it was really good. I, I think one point Mike Awesome said, you motherfucker. <laughs> and he's got this facial expression. It was like after a couple of those chops, I'm like, oh, oh my it's great. God. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of moves, but each one that was there was powerful, right? Like you felt it. Um, at one point, Mike Awesome gets Kenta outside the ring and hits him with a fucking awesome bomb. Yes. On the fucking concrete. Yes. And I literally like audibly gasped. It, it was awful. Like when I, I, when know, I saw it, I don't know how you take that bump and not like break a rib. Oh, or, you tuck your chin. It, it, you it's know, fine. Yeah, it doesn't totally, hurt. Totally it doesn't hurt. Like, and he laid there for a little bit. I don't see how he didn't get knocked out. Cool. Exactly. exactly. That's what, so, he, so he tucked his chin. That's how he didn't get knocked out. But like, how do you not like, I, you know, like when you get the wind knocked out and you're just like rolling around. Yeah. The you're like, I'm going to breathe eventually. Right. Yeah. I'm going to breathe eventually. And you, you, get do. That, <laughs> you get that final gasp. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Kenta. His mic rolls back in the ring, and he's kind of waiting. But the ref's not really counting him out. No. <laughs> so the ref, the ref goes out to check on him, and Mike Austin's like, fuck this. I'll throw his ass back in the ring. Tosses the ref out of the way. Throws Kenta back into the ring. It was great. Uh, at one point, Mike Awesome hits a flying elbow off the top rope. Right. And I just said that there was no spots. But, like, to me, it didn't feel like a spotty kind of – it didn't feel like a spot. It felt like – He's going to f- try to murder this guy. Um, so, I, you know, and it's a two count, all that sort of stuff. He hits it. Mike Awesome hits Kenta with a damn, like, running razor's edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, insane. Because, again, I mean, Kenta is not a small man. No, he's six four. He's, he's a little bigger than you, like heavier than you. Um, and, so, and Mike Awesome, you know, runs, like, halfway into the ring and just fucking tosses him. Again, I'm contradicting myself. I said there was no spots. Mike Awesome almost does a fucking coast to coast, like dude. I loved elbow that. splash kind yeah. of thing. Love it. That was insane, and not and not like Shane McMahon coast to coast on the horizontal, he, or uh, yeah, like he went diagonal across the fucking thing. Yeah. It was like three quarters of the way. It was all it was awesome. Granny's six seven or whatever, so he's like it was a little a easier, <laughs> but great little thing. Um, you know, obviously Mike is the bad guy. He's beating up Kenta pretty aggressively. The crowd loved him, though. Uh, they, they loved Kenta even more. They did. So after, after I think it was the, the coast-to-coast kind of thing, Kenta kicks out at two, and then you hear, Kenta, Kenta, and the whole crowd is chanting it. Uh, we we kind of get near the end. They get in the corner. It looks like Mike is going to try to do an awesome bomb off, like the top rope. Yes, like a super awesome yeah, bomb. Yeah, super awesome bomb. <laughs> Slips off. A little bit of a botch, but then he picks him up, goes for, like, the power slam. Kenta, big man. Mike Awesome, big man. Kenta reverses it with a Hurricane Rana. That's right. And fucking almost, not, not the prettiest, but no, it was, no, it was Kenta, good. Kenta pretty much landed on his face. It, it was almost like there was a point in time, Cookie might remember this, when uh, John Cena kept trying to make Hurricane Ranas happen. Yeah. Do you remember that, Cookie? Where he, he would be like, all right, I'm going to throw one in here. And it would be like, ooh, that's, that's not a very pretty thing. My is like Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, was, it, was a, it was a good – so Kenta hits the Hurricane Rana, pins Mike Awesome, crowd goes wild. Um, Hurricane Ranas and, like, you know, the, the, the Spike Ranas, that sort of stuff, that should end a match. So I liked that this ended this Haas match because if you get, like, fucking paint, like smashed on your head vertically, yeah, you should lose probably. That's right. Like, you should be knocked out. You enjoyed it, though. 
Very much so. It was 21 minutes. Normally, that's a little past my, my taste. I, I know. There I know. Was, there was a moment in like 14. I, I said, wrap it up, boys. But then they finished it strong. I really enjoyed it. Cookie? I just want to say, talk about someone before their time. Mike Awesome flying like outside of the ring, in the ring. Good gracious. Oh, he, he, I didn't, he did that running thing where he the jumped over, yeah, yeah. over the top rope. Yeah. yeah. All right, so maybe there were some spots. Yeah, there were, there were some spots. But it didn't feel spotty. Do you know what I think? Like, if, if you look at Mike Awesome, he was kind of a precursor to Brody Lee's style. Yeah, well, and that's what – so I guess the reason I thought that initially there was no spots because it didn't feel spotty. A lot of the knock on the shit today is you can see them working to the next move, setting up for the next move. You can kind of guess. It looks choreographed. It, it, sometimes it's not good, and that's why – I said this kind of was like an 80s kind of match because it just felt like natural. It felt like, all right, this is the next move as it happened, not, oh, they're setting up for this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, great match. Mike, uh, tell me about social media. Oh, I've pretty much given up on social media. I think so. It is yeah. the, the bane of our country's existence. It is the reason the cancer has spread. Um, so, yeah, I think I did one social media post and it was a retweet of mr funk Ter mr terry funk it said mr funk is doing well had an okay holiday time and is making himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner that was the most wholesome thing that i think like i think america needs terry funk yes. right now more than than ever and um that's the only thing we've tweeted in four or five days uh tober's Tober, had a, a Tober, good, decent time tober had a good yeah, little instagram uh, cheap dig, cheap dig, but, you know, it worked. <laughs> um, you know, he had the post about us on social, like, being the social media, and it was like the classic Terry Funk and Mick Foley. Right. Staring at computers, not knowing what to do. Um, he told <laughs> Terry me, was just generally confused. He would, he uh, Terry was, was like, angry that he yeah. was sitting in front of a computer. Didn't even, uh, <laughs> Terry, but by the way, chainsaw in front of Terry Funk. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a computer in a chainsaw. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Then Tolbert also posted something with, with Dory and Andre from his match today um, about us getting back in the studio. So that was cool. And then he had a cheap pop on whatever Wilmington's Instagram. <laughs> they, whatever in, Wilmington posted that it. they have a page card for sale. It's a whole base set. It's a base set, yeah. I, I have to go buy that set And now. Tolbert said... You have to now. <laughs> now that you've mentioned that... Sullied we, their good name. We can put the page card next to our Xavier Woods card. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's an Xavier card. We could put it right on the shelf. Cheap, cheap Right pop. there. Yeah, cheapy. Cheap but cheap hey, Sunday. it got you a follower, I think. <laughs> did it? Yeah. yeah it really did? We're back to 152. So No yeah. shit. Okay. We're, you know, I'm not saying we're giving up on social media because... It's really my only my gimmick at this point because I've I've not been so angry. I've find, found a better place. There is no shits and hits lately. Man, it, it social media has been really tough. I I hate going on it. Honestly, I used to like going on it because yeah. I could scroll, but then like you get a couple people that just start retweeting all this like bullshit stuff, and you can only block so many people. Um, You're like Jim Cornette over there. Yeah, well, it's like it's that or like you know I don't know the the whole week and a half after Brody passed, like all you saw was Brody stuff. It's like, you can only read so much of that and kind of like, wow. Like, I don't know. I just, I've been off social media for a while. And I think that might actually be a reason why I'm feeling a little better. Yeah. I think so too. Like Jasmine's always like, why are you not posting on Facebook or anything? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be on social media. I just like my presence on social media is, is but a, a 
just a, a shell of what I used to be. Yeah, so same here. It, it's interesting that, that our, our, our nation, you know, I'm going through all these marketing courses where I have to learn about how to utilize social media and everything. I'm like, fuck it. I, I don't want to <laughs> use it. I, I feel like our generation as a whole is kind of distancing itself. It's because our parents' generations took over social media. And turned it into a cancer. <laughs> Sorry, Big Mike's dad. <laughs> Talking shit about us. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's it. Sorry, I've been like the worst part of this podcast for a while now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna replace you with, Maybe with somebody. Have to, like kick me in the nuts or something before. I don't know, man. I just start to walk more and golf more. And I just feel better. All right, that's it. Get him angry. Go golfing. Go golfing. <laughs> Go golfing. Take a deep breath. Cook a brisket. Slow cooker. <laughs> For the strong style, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to peel his little beady eyes off the TV screen for this next score? for the next couple minutes because uh, it looks like the Tennessee Titans are on the offense right now. But too bad Cookie has to tell us about what happened in his match, Junichiro Tenru against Yuji Nagata. You know what? And I'm a, cons- I'm a professional, so you know what? I'm going to put all of my efforts into this segment right here. You know what? Cookie, thank you, because the last segment was lackluster. Well, listen, and now he, he's not even like, he doesn't even have the fucking microphone in his hand. I'll believe it. Text me, I'm texting you. Go ahead, Cookie. You, you be the superstar that you were meant to be on this show. Listen, Aaron, you and I were talking about this the day before. Tenru is just such an angry old man. He, he's an angry, he is my favorite angry old man. He reminds me a lot of my grandfather. And I was telling Talbert that, like, the way he moves and his body shape were a lot like my grandfather's. Just a very ill man, but I loved him to death. He almost yes. reminds me more of my grandmother for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> was, was it his titties? With her. It was the way he just chops people. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't, he doesn't even want Nagata touching him. You, you, did you see how he just starts wiping himself off? Yes. Like filth early in the match. He's an angry man, dude. He's an angry man. Nagata's the younger, uh, the younger dragon, younger lion, whatever you want to call him. Right. Um, but this is definitely two hosses going at it. Old hoss versus a younger hoss. And, uh, let's get to that countdown. Cookies top four, number one. This is about uh, one minute into the match. Tenru, uh, just no sells a boot to the face. <laughs> just takes it straight to the chin. Uh, this must've woke him up though, because like he just bull rushes Nagata with like sumo strikes yes. and just starts chopping them into the corner. So I found out when I was doing some research today that Junichiro Tenru was actually a sumo wrestler before he was recruited by Giant Baba. Giant Baba recruited him, sent him to Amarillo, Texas to learn how to work professional wrestling by none other than Terry Funk. Terry and Dory trained this man how to work. Really? Yes. Well, how about that? Listen, well, this... I may talk about it in the next one. It might be. No, it is the next one. Let's go to the next one. Number two. Number two. Tenru has nothing but hate in his heart. <laughs> I mean, 
I understand he just took, you know, three boots to the face and he's getting outworked by the younger Nagata. But he rolls to the outside and in his anger, he pulls a Terry Funk. Yes. And he throws a chair in the ring. But the best reaction ever is Nagata just takes advantage of the situation and sits down in the chair. Just takes Nagata a little Nagata plays off of him so well throughout this matchup. I think at this time, Nagata was at the, the peak of his career. He had just come off a good run as the IWGP heavyweight champion, and this was right before he got it again, I think, in 2007. Ah, okay. I got you. Well, he's definitely outworking him in this match so far, but let's get to number three. Number three. You ever seen a brain buster on the apron, Aaron? Uh, I this have now. Well, this, this match has that, but what's better than one brain buster? Two brain buster on the outside on the concrete floor. That second Tenryu, one made me cringe. Yeah, it was, it was kind of gross. I'm not going to lie to you. But the commentary does make it more enjoyable. It makes me chuckle. It makes me laugh just a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, my man, the guy that pause while they're, while they're on the, in the red zone on the five-yard line. As they oh, 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 oh man, you retain. Wait, what just? Wait, don't don't say that. I didn't <laughs> I didn't see the play just yet. Wait, are oh, you behind us on? Football? I might be behind you. Oh whatever, fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't even know where I'm at. Okay, concrete. Oh yeah, you got dropped on the concrete floor. That's number three. Honorable mentions, Aaron. We're gonna go to the honorable mentions before number four. There's a point in the match where Nagata has Tenru in the wrist lock, and he won't let that bitch go. I swear to God, Tenru slaps the life out of this man, and you know that slap like right on the ear that rings your bell? That's what he got. He, like, that slap was one of the hardest professional wrestling slaps I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Didn't, uh, who was it, Carino? Didn't he, like, lose yes. hearing? Yes, Homicide did it to him, and he lost all hearing in his ear. Fuck, Jesus, man. Like, and they say that wrestling's not real. There's something about that left-handed lariat that just takes someone's head off. And Tobert would enjoy this. I'm a, it's a little analogy here. Someone posted a meme, and it said, what I want my weed to hit like. And it was just a compilation <laughs> of Bradshaw's clotheslines from hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Tobert would like that. Oh, very much so. <laughs> I just say that because those left-handed lariats that uh, Nagata gave Tenru, fucking phenomenal, man. I'm just a big fan of it. Aaron, are you are you taking a hit? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I found a delicious CBD bong at uh, the Mister Tobacco today. Ah, uh, CBD bong. It's a could double as something else, huh? Number, are you ready for four? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Number four. When Nagata rolled out of a hurricanrana, I was so shook. He he just he he just no sold it. He took a hurricanrana from a big meaty man. Rolled out of it and then hit Tenryu with legit a flying knee like that took him over the top rope himself. And it was all Nagata from this point on. T-bone suplex. Those two wheel kicks to the front and the back of his head were fucking nasty. And then you get a final reverse suplex for the win for Nagata. Like this match wasn't, it wasn't only 12 minutes. So this is more of a mic match. But. This match had everything in it, if you ask me, except high flying, but I don't really give a shit about that. Right. This match was two big, big meaty men bumping meat, and it's perfect for the first week back at $2 steak in the Hoss month of January. 
Does, does that mean it's five? Oh, it's definitely five cookies. Oh, five cookies. Uh, what are your feelings of uh, Junichiro Tenru from here on, like, going forward? Do, do you, now, you've seen two of his matches. Yes. You know, before, I didn't realize how angry of a man he was, I think because of his opponent previously. But in this match, he really showcased just how angry he can get at his opponents and how he does not care about his body nor the other person's body. I mean, brain buster at the brain buster is all I got to say. All the right. man is a phenomenal wrestler. There you go. A first week of 2021. We're starting it off with a positive. It is a five cookie matchup. All right, for the high spots, uh, Tolbert, you have got one Andre the Giant, JYD, against uh, Terry Haas and uh, uh, Jimmy. Yes, so this is, uh, this is a handicap tag match. So, uh, like you said, I didn't recognize who uh, Haas was at first. I was like, who the hell is Haas? I was like, is this a, a long-lost funk brother? Haas and, and, he, and he comes out in a, a long trench coat and a cowboy hat. And Terry's adorned in his uh, his his chaps and, and That's right. uh, you know red white and blue uh alternating uh tights for the boys but who's this mysterious hoss character oh it's dory, it's dory it Funk. is <laughs> sex incarnate <laughs> yeah it is the sex machine it is uh, everything the the fire of professional oh, wrestling japanese lover oh yeah if this was in japan there'd been bras flying not oh, dory <laughs> fuck <laughs> and uh they are going up against uh <laughs> And, and this is uh, what did you say? This is Haas Week. Haas Week, yeah. Month. And two or two, Haas Month. This is uh, definitely two Hosses coming to the ring because this junkyard dog and Andre the Giant. Um, I got. Jesus I love Christ, dude. every single person involved in this match. I love. Oh yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, and junkyard is a big dude, and yes. oh, it just makes you realize how bit much bigger Andre is. It's it's insane. But he comes up. Uh, with uh, Junkyard in his chain. He's leading him up to the ring, ready to go. Um, Jimmy Hart. I didn't know who that was at first. I'm like, who the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it's Jimmy Hart. He's all dressed out in red, white, and blue. It looks like he's about to storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's skipping around the ring. Yeah, yeah he's, got a, he's got a megaphone, too. Oh, so, God. He's, <laughs> he's leading the charge. Yeah, he's, he's hitting the siren button and uh, heckling the crowd. I love how he heckles the crowd. Uh, with this megaphone. It comes into play during the match because he's just yelling at the boys the whole time. You got to, man. You got to. <laughs> at, one point, uh, at one point, Dory has a, a hold of junk guard. And he's just yelling, hit him! <laughs> hit him! Hit him again! <laughs> and then hit him again, baby! Hit him, oh, baby! The crowd. Oh, man. But uh, great match off. We have a great stare down. Um, you, you can tell that... Uh, Dory is the calm, cool, collected one, and Terry's a little wound up, man. He's middle-aged and crazy. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what to do. Dory's like, look, man, we got this. Let's just stick to our guns. Let's put these boys away and do it. So the match starts off. Um, we get uh, Andre and Terry to start it off. Who, who better? Yeah, and the whole time, um, you can tell there's a little camaraderie between the boys because Andre's doing his best not to grin through the whole match. Right. And you can see it. He is the entire time. 
he has got like he's trying to remain serious, yeah. but he cannot look at Terry Funk and keep a straight yeah, face because the whole time this Terry's movements he'll hit him and he flops around classically like Terry does, and you know, and he's got him in a headlock. Andre has him in a headlock, and he's just wiggling around, you know, <laughs> he's trying to hold him. Um, I, I think he tags out so quick because he's trying not to laugh. Right. He tags Junkyard in. So Junkyard and Dory, they actually like start us off, man. And uh, we have a little bit of uh, back and forth, but almost immediately uh, Terry and Jimmy start interrupting. And right off the bat, the ref uh, has his hands full. So uh, you can kind of tell where this is going <laughs> right off the bat. It's falling apart. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Junkyard uh, quickly deals with terry we have this awesome spot where he uh just slams his head on the turnbuckle yes and we get the 10 count yes and then you see him just flop as hard as he can backwards uh to, to hot tag his brother in uh so at this point uh dory kind of gets the upper hand on junkyard he's like look little brother calm down man let's let's put this away and he beats up on junkyard pretty good with some more uh interference from uh from jimmy kind of leaves uh Andre over in the other corner, a classic split the ring in half. Yeah, that's what you got to do. They're, they're brothers, here. man. They know what yeah. they're doing. And they're working together really smoothly. Hot tags back and forth, beating up Junkyard. At one point, uh, they give Jimmy a chance. Said, hey, buddy, we looked up on him pretty good. Why don't you get a couple shots in? He jumps right in. He starts kicking Junkyard while he's down, but all this does is rowl him up, and he gets the slow rise while it just – crowd goes crazy he goes after jimmy uh and jimmy uh jimmy gets pantsed yes he's literally hanging from his uh briefs outside of the ring and just flops down to the ground beautiful beautiful spot so um at this point terry and uh dory are are beating up on jump guard they're uh they're, they're teaming up on him just cheating left and right the ref is like get the hell out of the ring you guys are cheating at this point andre's had enough uh, he's all wound up. Junkyard gets the hot tag, and uh, Andre just clears the ring, throwing bodies everywhere. I love how he uh, does a coconut chunk yes, with the brothers. Their heads he together. by the head. Multiple uh, times. Yeah, multiple times. Um, and at this point, um, we get a cool little tie-up spot from the giant where he, he falls backwards and perfectly ties his arms up in the ropes. And, uh, it, it was, it was really cool to see. And then, uh, he's a big dude. Yeah, and like, the way he just flawlessly does that flops down, does it like it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it cannot be understated how big of a dude Andre the giant was. Yeah. Huge. And, I mean, like I have seen the big show in person and I think the big show was one of the biggest things I've ever seen in my life. But Andre like is just wider and like, I, it's wild how big that guy is. Yeah. So uh, here we are. He's hung up. Little uh, hangman spot, kind of. Um, and Dory and Terry just start whooping up on him, kicking him and punching him. And uh, they think uh, we have it by now. But the ref's trying to get of control of the situation. At this point, you can kind of tell where this is going. But Andre manages to get free, and he chops the shit out of everybody, <laughs> dude. He gets some big chops on Dory, but then he grabs Terry by the hair. At this point, he's got Terry and just chopping the ever-loving mess out of him. And Terry's selling like a million bucks. But, I mean, he's actually chopping the yeah, shit out I, of him. I, would not I don't think he has to sell that much. Not much. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. And at this point, it goes crazy. Uh, Junkyard gets back up in the airport and gets a tag to get Andre out. Uh, but gets double teamed by the boys again. They're cheating. And this leads to a spot of Jimmy actually goes off the top rope with his hmm. megaphone and hits Junkyard. Uh, so Andre tries to gain 
control of the match, but the ref doesn't see a tag he makes to his partner. Right. At this point, is chaos. Andre says, fuck it, man. Bodies start flying everywhere. People going crazy. The ref says, hey, man, ring the bell. Thank <laughs> you. If you look in the background of this match, you can see the cops and the security kind of rush the gate. Yeah, they know that the fans are not going <laughs> to be excited. Because the fans go nuts, and they're cussing, and they're, uh, they're uh, very reminiscent of Wednesday's events. Yes. <laughs> they're they're yes. storming the barricades. Um, but luckily, Andre knows just what to do. He grabs Jimmy Hart, and he throws him over the top rope. Tosses him. Yeah, to uh, get back with his team. Um, he grabs Junkyard's chain and swings it around and around and around above his head. It's a great like visual. Like he's going to whoop everybody that even tries to step in Great the visual. The Funks uh, always have their, their rope, their bull rope sometimes, you know, like, like a lasso. He's using a chain. Uh, Andre oh, yeah. is using a chain. And it looks great. He looks like a million bucks. Looks like he's having a great damn time is what he looks like. Uh, well, the ref calls it in the Giants and Junkyard's favor, calms the crowd down. They're like, you damn right, you should have. <laughs> and this is in Canada. Like, I heard that yeah, this was dude, a Canadian they, match. Yeah, the crowd's nuts during this whole match. They definitely love Andre. You get chance for the Giant, of course. But, yeah, they boo the hell uh, out of Terry and Haas there. But a good, really fun match. Um, Terry's flops and crazy antics around the ring are great. And it's just fun to watch how well he works with Andre and how much fun he's having. I think so. During the whole match. When I found the match, I loved it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw Tolbert a bone. This is a good match. Tolbert, Tolbert, give me your haiku. All right. Who the hell is Haas? (laughs) (laughs) Terry and Hart won't play nice. Andre swings the chain. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. (laughs) Next week, we've got some more big men. Cookie can finally sit down and enjoy watching his Tennessee Titans struggle a little bit right now in the second half. We're going to advance, though. We're going to advance. Don't put that negative (laughs) energy out there, baby. Tighten up. Let's go. Is that their saying is tighten up? Tighten up. All right. Well, thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Join us next week. More hoss fighting. Hopefully... Uh, Mike doesn't get to go golfing beforehand and something happens to piss Mike off. Goddamn right. <laughs> I, I hope you're so angry next week, Mike. Why? Mike, you have to Why write. can't you be happy for Mike, me? you have to write an ad read next week. No, I don't You have to, to write an ad read. You shit. You don't have to tell me what to do. Your, your social media is falling apart. It is. I need to get my house in order. All right. Well, thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.